are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On and you'll get 20% off your next order. Hope everybody had a wonderful, wonderful weekend as there were so many things to talk about and so many things to watch and enjoy, especially on the NFL playoff side. That was pretty fun. Man, I don't know. I'm just I'm just so glad that we're at this point when it comes to football and everything, which we'll talk about uh, more so here in just a second. But first, uh, I wanted to bring up the Razorback basketball team and the success that they had, at least in a bounce-back effort, of defeating Georgia by 30 points at home. 99 to 69, and which is a great score anytime that you play an SEC opponent. And Georgia's not a great team, let's be honest. They're sitting at 0 and 3. They're 7 and 3 overall. Uh, so it's not like all of a sudden things have changed and now you're a top 25 team. But still, it was a good performance for all the right reasons. And now Arkansas is at 2 and 2 in conference play, 10 and 2 overall. And now they have some work to do going forward. But anyways, watching this game, it just it had a lot of different feelings that it caused me at least to have. And one of the things being is it just shows how good Arkansas can be when they figure things out, when they don't shoot themselves in the foot, when they don't cause problems on themselves. Because that's what happened in the previous few games. Against uh, Missouri, you missed like a million layups. I think it was like 8 of 40 or something like that. You missed layups. You make your layups, guess what? You win. Against Tennessee, you committed over 20 turnovers. Guess what? If you don't commit turnovers, you win. You beat Tennessee. So it's not making excuses or giving reasons or anything like that. The important thing is is that people have to realize, and I think most Razorback fans do, and those of you who listen to this podcast, that even though, even though it may not look good, even though it's still a loss, it doesn't mean that it's the end of the world or it doesn't mean that all of a sudden the team's not as good as what you thought. Teams have to make plays. Teams have to get things going, and against these teams that are in the SEC especially, you can't afford to have that many turnovers and expect to win, no matter who the opponent is. And you can't expect to have that many missed layups and expect to win. Like, it doesn't matter who you play. Unfortunately for Arkansas, they play two really talented teams in Tennessee and Missouri who, let's be honest, if Arkansas had one of those games against Georgia, I think they still win. Against Vanderbilt, they still win. Against Auburn, they still win. Like, if they had those poor of games against those teams that are not good in the SEC, Arkansas probably still wins the game. But again, none of that matters. You got to win games when you're supposed to. You got to make plays when you're supposed to. And if you don't, the other team's going to make you pay, which is what happened in those games. And that's what this was such a great indication of just how good Arkansas can be in in a moment where they don't have the same mistakes. Now, Arkansas did turn the ball over 14 times. Still too many. But Georgia turned the ball over 21 times. So there you go. There's a discrepancy there. I think between Tennessee and Arkansas, it was like 20 to 5. So there's that. Still too many turnovers. Got to shore that up. But Arkansas made rebounds. They made shots. They shot 52% from the field, 57% from three. They shot uh, 83% from the line. Boom, boom, boom. There you go. There you have it. That's how you win games. 
They also had a great assist-to-turnover ratio, 24 assists to 14 turnovers. Boom, boom. That's how you win games. Arkansas also didn't commit a whole bunch of fouls, only 18. Boom, that's how you win games. And also the important thing is, is that you get the players that are your star players, you get them going, boom, boom, boom. Moses Moody talking to you, 24 points, 9 of 15 shooting. That's how you win games. So the Georgia game was just an indication of showing just how good this team can be. If they put it all together, if they put things in motion and put it in the right way, it's how they win games. And there's not going to be many teams in this conference that can beat them. So I li- I loved seeing that. I love seeing it all put to- be put together by Arkansas from beginning to end, especially in the second half where they scored 56 points alone in the second half. They're still one of the best scoring teams in the SEC. The unfortunate thing about it is you're not going to have K.K. Robinson anymore because K.K. Uh, is now uh, out for the season with a foot injury. So you hate to see that. Justin Smith, we don't know exactly when Arkansas will be getting him back, but you know, getting him back will be obviously be a very big deal and be very beneficial towards them. But I, I just I just really enjoyed seeing it play out that way. I really enjoyed seeing this team put it all together. And that's why I feel good about their future games. Now, upcoming this week, they're gonna have to go and play LSU on the road. That game's on Wednesday night. And LSU is a team that's very good at scoring. Now, their defense is pretty atrocious, like just being honest. Like they've given up more points. I think it was against uh, Georgia even. If you look at the game that they had against Georgia, which Arkansas, you know, you saw what type of team they were. But against Georgia, they gave up 92 points in regulation. Gave up 83 to Florida. Uh, So, you know, they, they give up a lot of points. And so it'll be a good test for Arkansas, especially going on the road. But then next Saturday, or I guess I should say this Saturday, they play against Bama, who Bama is 4-0 in conference play. Makes zero sense why they're 4-0, but they're 4-0 nonetheless. They're looking really good. So Arkansas is going to have a tough road test, a very important week this week, because the last thing you want to do is go 2-4. and four. Go, you got to go 1-1 one one in these games. you got to go 1-1 one one against LSU and against Alabama, both of those games on the road, and then you can continue on from there. So anyways, it was a good weekend from that regard. I still really like Moses Moody. To me, he's the best freshman Arkansas has had since Joe Johnson. Best freshman since Joe Johnson. I want to make sure I get that clear. Because uh, I was trying to think of some other players that may have been in the mix. And, uh, you know, Ronnie Brewer was really good his freshman year, but not to this level. Uh, Bobby Portis was really good. Daniel Gafford was really good, but not to this level. Um, I mean, Moses could win freshman of the year. I don't want to put too much on him, but it's a possibility. He's definitely in the running, especially if he continues to have consistency like this. I just hope that he gets to stay for another year. If he goes on to the NBA, that'll be fine. Like, I'll, I'll root for him and cheer him on and all that stuff. But I'd also kind of, you know, like to see him over another year, what this team could be capable of. See him in a packed-out Bud Walton arena. That's kind of selfish reasons. But still, I'd love to see it. Hopefully, hopefully one day that actually happens. But we'll talk more about other stuff going on in the sports world here in just a second. But, folks, tonight the national championship game is going on, which uh, I know some of you probably by the time you listen to this podcast, championship game has already come and gone. But the NFL playoffs over this past weekend were phenomenal. We got more playoff games coming up this weekend. And no matter what you're doing, you want to enjoy the games, but you also want to make some money on the games. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. If you sign up today for a free account on betonline.ag, Use the promo code Locked On for your 50% off welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. It's the best deal. You don't want to miss out on this, folks. 
I've been betting on it. It makes it so much more enjoyable, especially when your team's not in it. So take advantage of it. Again, go to betonline.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 50% off your welcome bonus. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, You know, there's not really a whole lot of stuff going on in the football landscape as far as Arkansas goes, but there was some news that happened over the weekend uh, that at least was of interest and of note, and that is USC possibly looking at snabbing Brad Davis, the offensive line coach for Arkansas, as their offensive line coach. It's not for sure. It's not settled in or anything like that. It was just pure speculation on that point. But I, when I heard this, I was thrilled. And you're probably wondering why. Why are you thrilled about the possibility that a coach can leave? I'm thrilled because it shows that you have quality talent in the coaching room. It's one thing if you have teams like, you know, UL Monroe or somebody like that asking to interview your wide receivers coach for a possible offensive coordinator position. That's fine. It's okay. But it's also a quite another thing if you have your wide receiver coach getting interviewed to be a wide receiver coach at Louisiana Monroe. Like, that's the major step down. But it's quite something different when you have major, and I mean major, power five programs coming after your assistant coaches. We've seen it happen so far this year. Obviously, Justin Stepp left and went on to South Carolina. But we know that Texas came hot and heavy out of Barry Odom, as well as LSU. They came hot and heavy after him as well. And now you got Brad Davis and uh, USC trying to trying to get something going there as well. Obviously, that it hasn't happened yet. Like, these things did not happen officially. And these are not even things – these are only the things we know. Like, there's no telling how many other places may have reached out to other assistant coaches at Arkansas. This is the whole point, though. You want to have a program where your assistant coaches are sought after. You want to have a program where your assistant coaches are valued and respected. So much so that other big programs, or at least perceived bigger programs than you, want your coaches because they want to be successful. They want your guys. Like, that's awesome. That's exactly what you want out of a program. When you have it that way and you at least build some consistency along with it, then you know that you're building something special. And Sam Pittman has proven that, that there is something special going on at Arkansas. It's just a matter of continuing on and building upon it and actually executing the success that everybody's wanting. Like, that's a fact. But let me add one more layer to this. It's one thing to have people coming after your coaches. It is quite something else. When the teams and these programs that are coming after your coaches get told no by your current staff. That's a whole nother thing. When your coaches are being being told that it's like, hey, no, 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 no. We want to stay here. Because we want to coach with Sam Pittman. That's a whole new thing. And that's what I'm impressed by, more so than anything. Is that these guys are not only getting offers, but they're not accepting the offers. They're not accepting 
the interviews. They're not even accepting to go and change anything. They're not even doing it. Like, if you want a comparison, look at when Brett Bielma was at Arkansas. And his first coaching staff that he assembled was a great one. Really talented one, too. Like, just, just remember that. Some of the guys like Randy Shannon and Sam Pittman. Really high-quality guys. And then after the year or two, it seemed like a lot of these coaches were moving on to lateral moves. Randy Shannon went and became the linebacker coach at Florida. Now, Florida's a good job, but why would you go and be the linebacker coach there? I guess he was the co-defensive coordinator, but still. It seemed a little strange. And then you had a situation where Sam Pittman ended up going to Georgia, which was a better move. But the thing is, is he didn't even want to leave, but it showed how much he had to leave. He didn't want to leave Arkansas, but Brett Bielman and everything made it a little more difficult. So you had that. I mean, the point is, is that you had coaches that left for jobs that may have been considered lateral moves or at least jobs that you felt like if you tried a little harder, if you offered a little more, if you could have done something a little different – they may have stuck around. But they didn't. Because it wasn't a culture. It wasn't a setup. It wasn't something that was enjoyable for them to be around. They needed something more. And Sam Pittman has changed all that. He's getting it to the point to where coaches who want to leave, they're not leaving for lateral jobs. They're going to be end up leaving for particular, and there's an exception to every rule. I mean, it's Justin Stepp leaving for South Carolina. Folks, the only reason he left for South Carolina is because he's from there. That's it. That's it. Had nothing to do with the program. Had nothing to do with Shane Beamer. I'm sure he'll say it did, but had to do with the fact that it was home, and he wanted to go home. Can't blame somebody for that. We've seen a lot of Arkansans do it too. You get it. I get it at least. I understand it. And it's the same thing with what Sam Pittman's doing right now. You want to see coaches go on and have success. You want to see them be great. You want to see them highly sought after. But you also want to see them tell you no. You want to see Barry Odom tell Texas no. You want to see Brad Davis tell USC no. You want to see other coaches who get offered jobs and and upgrades and all that say no, because I want to be here. This, this is what I want. This is where I want to be. And this is how I want to do it. That is the makings of a great program. And Arkansas football is definitely doing it right now. Take a commercial break and come back with uh, wrapping up shop and talking about some of the stuff going on with football. But first, I'm going to tell you about Built Bar and how it's the best tasting protein bar ever. 18 amazing flavors. They got six new ones like the caramel brownie, the cookies and cream, the carrot cake, the apple almond crisp, all the fun stuff there. And and here's the thing. It's covered in 100% chocolate. So you're like, how can that be healthy? Well, it is because they're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. So they're great for various diets. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in something that tastes as amazing as this for all you health conscious people out there. And the best thing about it is we have a deal for you. If you go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on, you get 20% off your next order. Use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. It doesn't matter how many you order, doesn't matter when you order them, it doesn't matter how you do it. All that matters is you use that promo code locked on. Do that at builtbar.com. Locked on, 20% off your next order. You're crazy not to do it, so go ahead and make it happen at builtbar.com. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, you know, it's 
it's awesome that tonight, at least at the recording of this podcast, that we have a national championship game in college football. Uh, I just can't express how excited I am about that. I'm also excited to know that uh, we got NFL playoffs going on as well. Like, full NFL playoffs. Teams playing full games. Full schedules. It's amazing, right? But the thing is, is that I look back upon what was said a few months ago by a lot of people that did not think it could happen. And the fact that it's happened and yet they're still not letting it go is pretty telling to me. Like Dan Wolkin's one of the worst ones. Like He's one of the worst proponents of this. And I used to respect Dan Wolkin, but now it's just kind of gotten to the point where it's like, dude, you're just trying to, trying just to be a douche about it. Like you're being a jerk about it. Um, because he would, essentially was he put out on social media uh, after Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, did an article with Ross Dellinger, who Ross is a, is a great writer and respect him wholly. Uh, Greg Sankey says, I'm not the one, we're not the ones who walked away from college football before the season started. He says, we all should have been more connected. The SEC didn't walk away. He was like, hey, listen, we stuck in it. Like everybody else was wanting to run away and hide. Everyone else was wanting to make excuses, but we didn't. We stuck it out. Well, anyways, Dan Wolken, and I'm using his as an example because there's other ones just like him. Pat Forty's kind of the same way. But Dan Wolken says, how many SEC football players and coaches ended up with COVID? Not sure how you just skipped that piece before patting yourself on the back for how the season went. I'm like, I, I just, I don't get this. Now, a lot of these people, like a lot of people came to the defense of everybody else. Like Scott Van Pelt responded to him. Like that was phenomenal. Like Scott Van Pelt, Barrett Salee, uh, you know, people that, Danny Cannell, who I don't even like, but he at least I agreed with him on this front. All of them came after him, and it's like, here's the thing. Scott Van Pelt put it perfectly. I didn't play an SEC football game. I wear a mask. I didn't go in a crowd of places. I followed suggested protocols, and I ended up getting it. And it's that's the way this is all about, folks. People are still to this day, I got somebody respond to one of my tweets about it's, we're in a global pandemic and they shouldn't even play tonight. And I'm like, it... it People, this is is a very serious issue, which I know people have been arguing about since it happened with COVID. But the thing is, is that there's no rhyme and reason to all of this. There's people that I know who have been the most careful, cautious people about staying inside as much as possible, not going in a crowd of places, doing everything that they humanly possibly can to avoid getting COVID. And guess what? They got COVID. And then on the other side, I actually know people who will not do any of that stuff. They won't wear a mask unless they have to. Their lives didn't change. They still go to crowded places. They still go to work. They still hang out with people. They still shake hands. They still do all that. And guess what? Not once have they gotten COVID or at least tested positive for it. Now, I'm not endorsing one side or the other. All I'm saying is, is that there's no rhyme and reason to sometimes how these things work. And instead of constantly just looking at the, the tragic things behind it or looking at the scariest thing about it or like how we shouldn't be doing it and how this is awful, terrible. What we need to be doing is enjoying and like rejoicing in the fact that we got to this point with no major problems in all of college sports and also in the NFL and all sports. Really, there hasn't been any major problems. Not saying it was perfect, but you think about the amount of players that had to sit out in college football this year. Arkansas had some of them. Thankfully, none of them were serious. And honestly, a lot of them that's being reported is that they weren't even feeling symptoms. They didn't feel sick. So my point is, is this. 
instead of constantly going into fear mode of why things can't be or shouldn't be or better not be or anything, just enjoy it, man. Enjoy the fact that we have sports. Enjoy the fact that we made it to this point. And let's enjoy the fact that we're going to get better from it all. And let's hope that we continue to get better and continue to be better at, you know, not only being better people, more respectful of everybody, but also just getting over this COVID thing. Let's, let's do it. And I'm thankful for one that we had sports because when you're in this job that I'm in, not having sports, especially not having Razorback sports may have been detrimental to my job. I don't even know if I'd have a job right now if it wasn't for Razorback football being played. Seriously. I don't know what I'd be doing. I'm thankful. And instead of being a jerk about it, I'm just thankful for it. And let's just hope we can continue on and that things will continue to get better. Appreciate everybody listening in to Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. Also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.